Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today's gonna be episode 53 of the NeuroEdge podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening to this, or watching the video, however you may be consuming this. The name of today's episode is going to be Eight Reasons You Need to Be Doing HIT. And that is H-I-I-T, High Intensity Interval Training. If you are in any shape or form involved in the fitness world or have been in the fitness world or read articles or watch videos or anything like that in the fitness world, you have probably been beat to death over the head with the word HIT, and that's H-I-I-T, HIT. But if not, what I want to do is explain some of the benefits, and even if you have heard of it, I think a lot of people gloss over the benefits and why it can be beneficial, especially versus steady state cardio where you're doing things like jogging, running for an extended period of time. It's my personal opinion, and I'm going to use a lot of these reasons to support this, that HIT can be very, very beneficial and actually much more beneficial than steady-state cardio, just for your body and mind overall. So I'm going to jump into what HIT is, different methods that you can do first so you understand why you want to do it and what it encompasses when you do that, because what's cool about HIT versus a lot of steady state cardio is there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. And then what I want to do is delve into the reasons that you really should be doing it and why it is so much more beneficial, again, versus steady state cardio than things like jogging on a treadmill, doing the elliptical for hours on end. So again, as I always say, if you are watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast, if you don't mind, drop a review. That really helps the algorithms to help promote this video and help get the word out to people that are looking to optimize their health and performance all around and become the best version of themselves, the healthiest version of themselves. So again, I always ask that you do that. And if it helps you anyway, it probably will help somebody else. So help spread the word. So to begin, what is high intensity interval training? There are a thousand different definitions of what you could classify that into, but basically on the whole, high intensity interval training is going to be doing short brief bursts of sprinting versus a long 30 minute hour long session where you're going at 60 to 70% of your max effort for an extended period of time. I think it's high intensity interval training is doing the same thing in short bursts. So we're talking very short sprint like reps and sets of whatever you're doing. It could be sprinting. It could be moving something that has weight, it could be a bunch of different things. But think of it as short sprinting bursts where you're giving your max effort and you're basically maxing out on that effort in a short amount of time. Then you recover and then you go back to doing it again. And you do that usually in a compressed window. Shouldn't be much more than 20 minutes. You can even do it a little less than that. There's some things like a Tabata set, which is where you would do 40 seconds on, excuse me, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and you would do that for eight rounds. So in a four minute period, you would do a 20, 20 second sprint, 10 second rest, 20 second sprint, 10 second rest, and you would just repeat that up until you reach four minutes total. And they've actually done a bunch of different studies and they've actually shown that HIT is more of the minimum effective dose of exercise. So if you are trying, if you're a minimalist, and I think of myself at least of having minimalist traits, try to get down to the minimum effective dose of whatever it is you're doing in life. HIT is like the minimum effective dose of exercise. So it's the least amount of exercise you can do for the maximum gain. And actually, as a human to be healthy, it actually could be more beneficial. Now, I'm not saying you want to do HIT, so do your Tabata set for four minutes per day and then just lay on the couch the rest of the day. 
But what it can do, you should be try to be as active as possible throughout the day. But what it can do is help compress the same benefits that you may get from doing an hour or two hour long jog or run and actually compress those into a short amount of time and also give you much more benefits post the exercise. So again, HIT, think about it as sprinting. And also wanted to too, talk about another form of HIT that's probably going to become much more popular in the next coming years. And that's called a HIRT training, H-I-R-T. High in let's see high intensity uh, interval repeat training. Sorry, H I I R T. I blanked on that one for a second. But high intensity interval repeat training, and what that is is actually doing a short burst and then giving yourself a long recovery window. So whereas hit training is more of doing something again, twenty seconds on, ten seconds off, where you're doing it in a very consecutive fashion her training would be doing something so you maybe do a 30 second sprint and then you stop for two minutes and you completely let your heart recover and then you go back and you sprint then you stop for two minutes and the idea is that you're going through this yo-yo effect so you're going really really high with your max effort and then you're letting your heart come back down and then you're doing it again and you're letting your heart come back down and what you're developing is this elasticity within your body and your brain that is being able to go back and forth between these central nervous system activations where it's your sympathetic nervous system being activated and then you're going back into your parasympathetic nervous system. So you're almost controlling how your nervous system is reacting to whatever is going on in the environment. So again, that's a benefit, but just to kind of explain what that would be like, there's a bunch of different forms. And again, I mentioned the Tabata set, which you could have where it's 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. You could do 30 seconds of a sprint and then 30 seconds of rest, 30 seconds of sprint, 30 seconds of rest. You could do 40 seconds of sprint, 20 seconds of rest. And these are like things that I like to do. For instance, just yesterday to start my workout, I did a little hit circuit and I did mine with a kettlebell. And what's great about hit is you don't necessarily always have to be running or doing something that's strenuous on your knees or your joints. So I did one with a kettlebell where I did a 40 second rep set and I alternated a bunch of different movements. Then I took 20 seconds rest. And man, you do that for 10 minutes and I don't care how heavy the kettlebell is, you could even do it with your body weight. But you go through that where you're maxing out during that time and then letting your heart recover a little bit, taking it back up. By the end of 10 minutes, you're pouring in sweat and it's crazy, it doesn't sound like 10 minutes is enough to be able to get a killer workout, but that alone, and I did stuff after it too, it was a good warm up for my workout, but that alone is enough to get your heart rate probably well up into the upper ranges of where it should be, and then letting it calm back down again. So hit, think of it as anything that you're doing where you're actually pu pushing yourself to be breathing extremely hard. And think about that, how many times are you pushing yourself, whether you're an avid weightlifter, runner, whatever it is, how many times are you pushing yourself where your breath is, you're, you feel like you're almost running out of air and you're getting to the point of exhaustion in your breath and then taking a little, taking a little breather and then going back into it. And if you can get into that zone, whatever it takes, whether it's sprinting, whether it's doing it on a bike, whether it's doing it on a treadmill, whether it's doing it with a kettlebell, anything like that, if you're getting your heart into that zone, that is going to be considered more of high intensity interval training or high intensity interval repeat training where you're going back into the zone. And I think what's really neat about the high intensity interval repeat training is there's almost more of a pronounced effect when you give yourself a longer, so a two to three minute recovery time versus just the 10 second recovery time. And I say that because the max output that you're able to do actually increases. 
When you're doing something like a Tabata set, where you go 20 second sprint, 10 second rest, by the time you get to the third or fourth minute of that, you are starting to tap out and your max sprint is not gonna be as good because you're not giving enough recovery time in between it. However, when you give yourself a longer recovery time, the sprint is actually an all out sprint. And what that does for your body, it takes everything for you to engage into that sprint. It's like when you're maxing out on a weight lift or you're putting all your energy and force into one thing, you're giving it all. So whether it's, again, a sprint, whatever it is, you're putting 20 to 30 seconds of all out go. And if you really are doing that, if you're really pushing yourself to the brink just for 15 or 20 seconds, that is enough to give you an incredible workout. And I know that sounds crazy, but think about it. Have you really pushed yourself to the point and brink of just giving it out? And it basically complete depletes all your glycogen. Everything is given and you're giving everything for that 15 to 20 minutes. So that's what's cool about hurt training is that it really helps get you in the zone and force you to give your max effort and then do that repeatedly instead of kind of starting out at 100% and maybe as you're going through a hit set, by the time you're done, you're at 75 to 80%. And that's what ultimately hit training is trying to avoid by getting to that heart rate point where steady state cardio, you're maybe going 50 to 60% and you're pushing it a little bit, but you're going over this long period of time. And just another thing about steady state cardio, as humans age, Look at the body of a sprinter and look at the body of a marathon runner. Which one looks more healthy? And nothing against people that run marathons or anything. It's an amazing feat. And I would have to train so much to be able to even get to the stamina level to do that. But look at the difference in how healthy one looks versus the other. So you have a sprinter that's clearly defined. Their muscles are chiseled and everything. And then you have a marathon runner. When you're doing that long form of cardio, whether it's running, biking, anything like that, and I know people that's all, it can almost be therapeutic and meditation-like for them. When you're doing those long things, that is so hard on your joints and your knees. And even if you're not overweight, even if you're light, the fact that you're constantly crushing down, crushing down on your knees, your ankles, your feet and everything, and your spine over time is not gonna be the healthiest and most optimal thing that you can do. Whereas HIIT training, you are going for short bursts, so you're also getting the same effect of your heart working in the way it would, but it's compressing that down and you're not doing the same damage to your joints. So that's just my philosophy. I, by no means am I saying, if you're out exercising, that's the healthiest thing you can do, but I think it's better, especially if you're someone that's busy, has a lot going on, to compress that down into a HIIT training session and get maximal benefit. And again, it's about the minimum effective dose. So anyway, that is just my spiel on the difference between the two, kind of what HIT is. Now let's get into the eight reasons. So the first one is gonna be what's called EPOC. And no, I'm not talking about EPOC in terms of time or an era with an H on the end. It's actually an initial, it's in a, it's a initials for EPOC, which is excess exercise post-oxygen consumption. And what that actually means is that when you do some form of HIIT training, so remember I talked about that state where you're getting your, your breath to the point of exhaustion and you feel like you can't breathe and you, maybe you get a little cramp in the side, uh, I think they call them splinters, where you're just maxed out to the max, you're breathing, you're having a hard time breathing. What you're doing is when you're getting into that state, you actually are upregulating your metabolism and having to consume more oxygen throughout the day. And what happens is your body is upregulating all these functions going on, going on in your systems, your nervous system, your cardiovascular system, everything. And when it does that, 
you burn calories actually after your workout. So people will throw this around and what it's actually doing is you're burning more calories throughout the day. You're raising your base metabolic rate versus steady state cardio, you're not really doing that. And so you may be burning calories while you're doing it, but you're not increasing the metabolism throughout the day. So that is number one, probably the biggest benefit is you're actually upregulating a lot of the processes that take place in your body and helping yourself burn more calories throughout the day, which is a good thing, particularly if you're trying to lose weight, but even if you're trying to maintain weight, keep a low body fat percentage. So number two is going to, is it taps into fat stores post-workout. So what it's going to do is allow you to burn fat throughout the day. And this is actually a pretty interesting thing that we have learned in recent years is that when you are doing HIIT exercise, you actually do not need as many carbohydrates to get the same energy burst as you would if you're doing a very long marathon, long running, long, long distance jogging or anything. And you see a lot of Long distance people, they will talk about the need to carve up and everything, where they're eating a lot of carbohydrates because you need high glycogen stores to be able to exercise for that prolonged of a period of time. However, with HIT, you don't, and you don't need necessarily the glycogen stores and can actually run off fat better than you would be if you were doing something that takes a lot longer. And I think I would have to find it, but I think they did a study on power lifters with this where they're doing very short bursts, obviously power lifters, it's not a prolonged movement. It's something that's very quick and they need a lot of power. And actually, they need less carbohydrates because they can use more of their fat. So HIT is allowing you to burn more of your fat, which if you're trying to lose weight is a good thing and you're getting more into the ketosis side of burning fuel as opposed to the glycogen side of burning fuel. And there's advantages and disadvantages to both depending on the tr trying to type of physical performance you're trying to maximize. However, most people, you just want to be healthy. You want to maintain a healthy body weight. And HIT is going to help you burn more fat throughout the day when doing that. So number three is a uptake in oxygen consumption. And I talked about this a little bit with the EPOC, but also it's during the workout. And so you're having to inhale a lot more oxygen. Remember, I talked about getting to that point where you're breathing really, really heavy. What that's doing is helping your body get more oxygen, helping you to develop better lung capacity. And lung capacity is one of the biggest things that's correlated with longevity. So you have to upgrade. You're telling your body, we need more oxygen. So your lungs are having to work harder. Your whole uh, respiratory system is having to work better. And if there's one thing, especially what's going on now in 2020, you want to make sure you have a strong respiratory system. And what this is going to do is help develop that really in a way too that steady state cardio will not. So think about it. If you're going for a five mile jog, you're going to have to breathe heavy, but it's not probably going to be the point at any point where you feel like you're about to keel over. Whereas with HIT, you really push yourself to the brink of getting to have to breathe really, really hard, and what you're doing is developing your lung capacity and strength. So again, any exercise is good for that, but particularly HIIT, you're gonna see more of a benefit. This one I thought was really cool and I was doing some research and I kinda knew this, but I had never, I hadn't thought about it as much and it actually help, helps upregulate growth hormone production. And if you think about our ancestors and how they live, this makes total sense. So whenever they were doing something that they were in a stressful state and were forced, maybe they were chasing something they were trying to kill for food or anything like that, they needed extra growth hormone to help them be the healthiest version of themselves, help them recover, help them be stronger and better. And when you're doing HIT, especially again in relation to steady state cardio, you're pushing your body to these extremes for brief periods of time. So if you're in extreme for a long period of time, that's not going to be good. 
because your body is not going to react properly to stress out for a long period of time. However, when you're in these brief states of extreme stress, like you're placing yourself in a high intensity training session, your body's going to secrete more growth hormone. And it kind of goes hand in hand with lifting weights. If you think about the nature of lifting weights, that helps release growth hormone as well. But if you're doing a HIIT cardio session or something with HIIT where you're using weights incorporated with it, it's going to help secrete more growth hormone, which is obviously better. You're going to grow your muscles more if that's something that you're trying to develop. You're going to have more energy because you have more growth hormone and it's going to help optimize the function of your life. So that's one thing, especially that I've noticed if I've gone periods without doing as much cardio versus having more cardio is the gains that I seem to make are actually a lot better when I do high intensity cardio because it's helping with this growth hormone effect and helping me recover faster and develop my muscles and uh, whatever I'm working on performance-wise to be a little bit better. So I thought that was huge and definitely beneficial, especially if you're someone that's obsessed with performance like me. Uh, number five is going to be pretty simple, but it's true, is it's shorter time. So today's day and age, I don't come across anybody that ever says, I'm not busy. How many people do you talk to that say, yeah, I'm just kind of bored right now, I'm not busy. Now maybe right now employment's kind of weird and everything. However, most people, depending on whatever their situation is in life with friends, family, job, whatever it may be. Most people are pretty busy throughout the day. And especially now we have technology to keep us busy and everything. So if you are, again, trying to get the minimum effective dose of exercise, you could take two hours and go for a jog. And again, that may be something that you want to do and is enjoyable to you. However, if you're busy, you can compress the same amount of benefit and perhaps even more benefit if you get that into a 10 to 20 minute window. So maybe do 30 minutes of strength training, 10 to 20 minutes of HIIT training, and boom. 50 minutes to an hour a day, you're done with your workout, and you want to try to still walk throughout the day, keep moving, but in terms of performance training, you're getting it done right there. So that is a huge benefit. Not only do you get all these physical benefits, but just from a time management standpoint, you're getting a lot of benefits to help with your schedule and incorporate it into your life in a way that's sustainable. So going for a two to three, four hour bike ride or jog every single day might not be sustainable based on your lifestyle and your job requirements and your family requirements. However, HIT is something that I think everybody, if you prioritize your health and make sure that you carve out time for yourself to take care of yourself throughout the day, which everybody should be doing, HIT's something that's much more sustainable and able to be incorporated into a busy lifestyle, which 99% of people are going to have in today's age. Number six is going to be, it helps with mental health. And I just from personal experience can attest to this a lot. But again, when you're getting into these states where you're pressing your body to the max for very short periods of time, there is also a neurotransmitter release, an endorphin release in your brain, particularly that helps with serotonin and dopamine. Now that is something that any exercise is going to help with. However, it is much more amplified when you're doing high intensity interval training. And if you haven't really done it before, it's harder to explain, but I know if I go for a mile jog, yeah, I feel pretty good. However, if I do sprints and I go for 20 seconds, all out sprints, and I take a break in between, I go back and I do it again and again and again, the mental clarity and the, the mood improvement that I have after that is unmatched. And again, that's going to be with lots of exercise, but particularly this, when you're pushing your body to that state where you feel like you're almost about to die, where it's like, man, I'm, I'm out of breath. I can't do it anymore. I'm pushing myself. And then as you start to do that, you, you, your brain gets healthier because it's releasing these neurotransmitters and endorphins. And I really think that's how humans were meant to live. So if you look ancestrally, a lot of how our ancestors lived, they were in situations like that and they had 
that type of thing going on in their brain. Well, in today's modern age, we've really gotten away from that. So if you can carve out time for yourself to do this, it's going to be so much more of an improvement for your mental health. And I've noticed if I go periods of time without exercising, I just start to get not necessarily depressed, but just to the point where my brain isn't sharp, I'm not functioning at the highest level possible. And definitely in terms of creativity and ability to focus and everything, it starts to slack. And I notice when I do exercise, particularly on days that I exercise and do HIT, that it's something that the mental clarity is there, the focus is there. So it goes hand in hand. You're, how you treat your body is going to relate to everything else, but um, definitely a huge mental benefit from HIT. Number seven is it increases your VO2 max. And this is basically going to be, I talked about, I hinted at this a little bit before, it increases your lung capacity. Again, lung capacity is something that is strongly correlated with longevity. So things like grip strength and lung capacity are going to determine as you age how healthy you are and how healthy you are into old age. I think it's one thing to be able to live to be 100 years old, but for 30, the last 30 years of your life, you're unhealthy and you don't enjoy it. However, you can live to be 100 and you have what's called longevity. So you're active, you're moving around, you're enjoying, you're experiencing, you're living life to the fullest. Well, one of the biggest indicators of that is your VO2 max and your lung capacity. And if you can improve this and be conscious of it as something that you're going through your life as you age and go through the different phases of life, it can be a huge, huge determining factor in how healthy you get to be as you age. So as if any of these other reasons weren't good enough, it's a huge improvement to your VO2 max again, which is going to help with lung capacity over time. And particularly, this is something that's a metric that a lot of athletic performance people will measure to determine how in shape I guess someone is and how what level of performance they're at. And you ever see people kind of on the Gatorade commercials where they have the thing hooked up to their mouth. That's where they're measuring their VO2 max. So the last one, and this is one I didn't really come up with in research, but it was more my opinion. And I'm going to try to say this and make sure I get it right. And it may be just a coin or term that I am coining today, but it helps with neuromuscular skeletal development and awareness. And what I mean by that before you shut this off because you think I'm crazy, it's the notion that your brain is connected with your skeletal and muscle system and you're aware of what movements you can do, how strong you are, and how you move through space and time. And that sounds a little weird, but think about it like this. If you're someone that has any sort of background in athletics, whether you played a sport or wherever, you have to be so aware of your body that you know what's going on in any given time and the way you torque your body, the way you twist it, the way you move through space, you have to be in control of that. Well, there's something in your brain that is muscle memory and control of the systems in your body where it's actually you're sharpening your brain by being in control of that way. And that's something that you don't really get whether you're riding on a bike for a long period of time because it's very monotonous and your brain gets stuck in the pattern of left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Same thing if you're jogging for five miles, 10 miles or running a marathon. It's very left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. So your brain gets stuck on repeat. However, with HIIT training, you're doing different things. So you're moving your body in different directions and you can be moving, particularly if you design it in a way that you're having to torque your body and move your body in different ways. So you're always changing it up on your brain to be able to develop new neural pathways to move your body and move your muscular and your skeletal system in a certain way. And what that does is over time, just as your body can atrophy if you don't move it, well, if you don't move it in new directions and new ways, your brain can actually atrophy into the different movement patterns and default to what you may be doing. So 
Just as in anything in life, it's always important to learn and always be important to wiring new neural pathways in your brain. And HIT is something that is much better able to do that and can help develop this presence of your body where you understand your body, you understand the presence of your body, what you can do with it. And that goes into, feeds into every other area of your life, how you interact with people, how you are with relationships, how you are with work. So I think that's something that's very important and can be much more incorporated into HIT, into HIT than steady state cardio because you're developing this awareness of your body. You're developing yourself to be able to push up against the outer limits of your physical capacity and then develop that and get better and better from there. So that's why I think it, it's so important to be to have athletic pursuits in your life because it's developing these pathways in your brain where you understand the limits of yourself. And then when you go into other endeavors, you have a better understanding of what you're capable of doing and how you're capable of moving through space and time. So again, that's something I've talked about before and it's just more my opinion, but hit when you're doing, cause there's all these different, different types of movements. You can do it with weight. You can do it without weight. You can do it as sprinting. You can do it as whatever, and you can design it in a way where you're becoming much more aware of your body and much more present into your body at that given time. So anyway, those were the eight benefits of HIT, And again, I gave a little bit of an overview at the beginning, but let me know what you think. Let me know if you've been someone that does a lot of steady state cardio or whether you do a lot of HIT, which one you like better, or if you do both, I think it's good to incorporate both. But if I had to choose between one or the other, I would definitely choose HIT every single day just because of all the benefits that you get from it from not only a body standpoint, but a mind standpoint and a brain standpoint as well. So if you stay tuned for the whole thing, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, let me know your feedback. Let me know if this resonates with you and if you have an experience one way or the other of doing anything. And I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.